Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the conversation series. I am so incredibly excited to have Alex Rossman here with me today, founder of Rossman Media. Um, and he's going to walk us through this incredible company he's created um, and what exactly they do. So I'm going to hand it over to him. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I own Rossman Media. We are a socially led digital marketing agency. So we help brands of all sizes grow on social. So that's Instagram, TikTok, Meta, YouTube, all of the above. So it's a very exciting time for social media, as you can imagine. Yeah. And uh, always a lot. Uh, there's never a dull moment. Let's put it that way. No, no, never a dull moment. And nothing, I mean, nothing is the same every single day. There is always something yeah. changing, always a new feature, whatever it may be. Uh, social does not sleep. That's for sure. It's a good one. I might steal that one. I like that. <laughs> I would love to hop into the story behind the creation of Rossman Media, how it, how it came to be and uh, where you found the niche for your company. Yeah, absolutely. So I am an accidental agency owner. I always say that I didn't uh, didn't plan for this, but it really fell into my lap, I think, naturally, because I'm both equally creative and kind of business mindset. And so it uh, it ended up working out. But I started the company in 2016, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I was in San Diego. I was doing music. So I've naturally uh, been a singer songwriter for almost my whole life and playing all kinds of instruments. And so I was actually signed to a record label to do songwriting. Um, and I was also doing a corporate job by day. So it was a lot of kind of balancing my creative side as well as sales and marketing in a corporate role. And so I've always been naturally entrepreneurial. I mean, even when I was doing my music, I was, you know, creating the songs and then going out and promoting them. And so, you know, I really found a calling to start something that meshed both of those capabilities together and came up with an agency where I was able to kind of tap into the creative side while also helping businesses grow through online marketing. So I started as I mentioned in San Diego, very first client was the San Diego Chargers, the football team wow. when they were there and took a lot of persistence to get that first meeting, a lot of schmoozing, bringing wine to the receptionist, <laughs> trying to really get that first meeting and finally did. And, um, you know, really it was a domino effect from there. Really, we'd bring on a client, bring on staff, bring on client, bring on staff. Now we are over 60 uh, employees and growing, probably will be around 80 by the end of the year and um, really haven't slowed down since. So it's been a really exciting journey, a lot of okay. ups and downs, a lot of ebbs and flows, but you know, it's something that I love and keep pushing yeah. and, and supporting our staff and our clients. So it's been fun. And while, while we're on this massive team that you keep building and creating, what is the, what are the most important things to you in building a team? Yeah, I'm in the people business. So you have to be empathetic. You have to be charismatic. You know, you have to really understand people to the core yeah. for it to be successful, right? You have to understand their motivations, what makes them tick, what their superpowers are. So it really, um, it, it's, I, I've naturally been a people person. So it, it's something that um, is not forced. I, I get people. And so it's, it's made it, I think a bit easier and probably the right business for me. Yeah. Um, but it also presents challenges as well. People are, 
human, right? They're just, people are going to have, um, you know, they're, they're things that come up and you have to be able to, to navigate through that. Um, but it's been great. I think, you know, one of the things that I've really honed in on is identifying somebody's superpower and their zone of genius and then getting out of their way. Right. I think some leaders will say, okay, well, let's hire for the job that we need and then micromanage every step of the process. And that's the worst thing you can do. So my philosophy is very laissez-faire, kind of take a step back, let that person really in the role that they're good at and that they love. What I loved when I was looking on your website too, is when you go and look at the team, you have two two furry members too at the bottom (laughs) that I absolutely, it gave me a good chuckle because I loved what their titles were, um, which it it made me laugh. They live up to those titles too. So (laughs) uh, yeah, not, and probably not your, your typical, uh, you know, I don't know what you call it this mascot of a company to see a pig on a staff section of a company, but she is awesome. We rescued her actually in LA and brought her up and now she's living her best life. So she's, uh, she's chief eat a lot. I loved the videos that you guys have on your website because you get a full grasp on just the capabilities that you guys have as well. But if you were to describe the Rossman media brand in three words, what would those three words be? I would say collaborative. Okay. I would say very performance driven. Okay. I would say the third being, um, I call us the fun agency, you know, like we we like to have fun and I think it shows through our work and, you know, it's not something that sometimes you think is synonymous with one another, fun and work, but we find a really good balance. And I think again, goes back to, Hey, you put people in the right position that they, they truly love and that is true to who they are. And you create really great results because of that. When we were, uh, when we kicked off this conversation, we were talking about the ever-changing world of social right now. What is kind of the big things that people are coming to Rossman media looking for your help with? Content, content, content. It is so important. And you know this, I'm sure, at running yes. a podcast. It is so important to yeah. create consistent content every single month. Yeah. I always tell people, if you can block out five to six hours a week, that's all you need to create content, you are set. Because it's right now we're in such a fast paced environment. As you know, there's content being flooding, you know, that's practically flooding social. And it's really key that you're just creating content. That's not only just to do it, to do it, but that's authentic. That is telling a story. I always say people buy from people, you know, so you really want to share your story and get content out there that really sets you apart in terms of thought leadership. So yeah, content. We see a lot of brands coming to us to create predominantly video content. Okay. I think it's so underrated to how long it takes to create those content pieces. I'm, I'm very much a type A person. So the planning part, I'm like, I sit down for at least two hours every week just to make sure like, these are the TikToks that I need to record or that are going to go out this week, or this is the blog post I have to put together. I think it's so very much underrated how much that content feeds into 
what you send to people in emails, what, you know what I mean? Like what goes yeah. out that you are further promoting your brand and yourself. I think mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. It's so underrated. It is. And it's good. You mentioned something as you're talking about kind of that omni-channel approach where you can take content and really distribute it throughout every social media platform, right? And I think that's what's really great is all of these social media platforms are very receptive to video content. It really doesn't matter, you know, the medium. It's just you want to get it out there across every channel and it casts a larger net. You know, you, you don't realize, you know, some of the, you know, users and audience that you actually have uh, yeah. until you do post. It is funny because just this morning I was like, I have to record just this very short little video of something, but I'm like, this is going to go out on five different platforms that is going to point back to one thing. So it is crazy that just the distribution of it all um, is just further bringing in, whether it's revenue sources or working with brands or whatever it may be. Absolutely. Creating one video going out in many different places can do a whole lot. 100%. Couldn't agree. What industries are you seeing a lot of focus on in, in terms of, is it the, just the influencer, but is it like specific brand industries that you're seeing a lot of right now? Yeah. You know, it's so funny with TikTok, you know, where it's at today, you know, yeah. as being a, a pretty popular platform, especially over the last couple of years, you're seeing brands that you wouldn't normally think of that would be on a channel like that. Like an accounting firm can have success on TikTok, a very boring okay. business. Yeah. And then you can also have a very, you know, sexy business that sells, you know, high-end luxury products, right? So it's, it's very versatile. And I will say we're pretty industry agnostic in terms of who we work with. Um, we just believe to the core that every good digital marketing strategy should begin with social because it's the lowest barrier of entry and has the highest output. Absolutely. And I think it's what I've, I've been in social media for six years. I think it's so underrated in what my time in corporate America has shown is people underrate social media so much, but it is like one of the biggest drivers. And it's almost like you have to go into a business and almost sell them, even in today's age, how important social media is for their brand and what they do. Uh, like you said, accounting or whatever it may be, not, might not be as sexy, but it's still one of those that you're like, you can still have a presence to get your name out further. Uh, but it's amazing how hard you have to sell people on it. You would think by now it's like a very, you know, uh, common thing to like, hey, that's a part of my marketing strategy. But, you know, you'd be surprised. I think some people just naturally think that um, it's not needed or it's not necessary unless it has a specific goal just to drive sales. But the reality is it's probably the best form of marketing for a top of funnel brand awareness type strategy, Absolutely. because the more visible you are, you know, the more people, if they're, they are making that buying decision, they're going to go back to, you know, the company or the person that is top of mind. And if you're visible, uh, it makes a world of a difference. Uh, in 2022, Rossman Media uh, acquired two different agencies, Hook and Blade and Davies and Dixon. Good. 
I have been through acquirements as well. And so it's such an interesting process to like what goes into everything happening, but just want to hear what, what you learned from uh, that whole process and being CEO of, uh, of all of it happening. Sure. Well, you did your research. Awesome. Yeah. That's uh, it, you know, very exciting times for the company um, for so many reasons, honestly, you know, when you make the decision to acquire other companies, you know, especially at the stage we're at, there has to be a really good reason. There has to be, you know, a good cultural fit. There's got to be revenue synergies. There's got to be client synergies. So a lot goes into it. And I will say that very first Keystone acquisition we did with Davies and Dixon, shout out to McKinsey and Kelsey and Kindle. Um, they were just, I mean, we hit it out of the park with that first acquisition and it's really set the stage for future acquisitions. Um, you know, the owners of the company, Kelsey and McKinsey came over in that acquisition. They now hold a larger leadership role within the, the bigger organization. And, you know, they have brought so much to the table, you know, aside from just bringing in revenue from their yeah. clients, which is, you know, that's great. But really what we looked at in that deal was the people, right? Kelsey McKinsey and Kendall being really the foundation of that group. And then taking some of their learnings and their experiences and applying it to the larger group. So it's been really exciting. And then we went and did another acquisition the end of last year with Hook and Blade, which is similar type of scenario, two guys out of Tampa and um, brought them over for their skill set and their superpowers. And, you know, things are are moving and grooving. We are probably a week away of closing on a third acquisition. Fingers crossed, everybody. Very cool. And, uh, that'll add some more capabilities. Our goal right now is to build a marketing dream team. I love that. I love that. And it just, your scope of work just continues to increase too. And you're able to do more and offer more to clients, which I think is the important thing. Um, but I love what you said about just bringing in even those three incredible ladies, just their perspective and their experience as well. I think that's important because you get to learn from every single person um, and bring that along with you. So I think adding to teams is always a great thing. Well, it's some, it's most of the time a great thing. Sometimes you get some people who are a little, who are a little pissed off about it, but uh, it's sure. It's a really great thing that you get to learn from everybody. Yeah, it sounds like you've you've been through it too. I mean, you have, you know, you never know how it's gonna go. I mean, I think that's the you know, the biggest the biggest thing is you you hope that everything's gonna go really well. And if it does, you're like happily surprised. If it's yeah. not, then you're kind of like, okay, maybe I assume that, but um, we had to go into it with an open mind, and I think you know that's what's led it to being, you know, a success. So Love it. out. As a CEO, I'm going to ask the sticky, sticky question of pointing out some of your uh, sitting in the position you are, you know, biggest failures and also successes of creating Rossman Media along the way. Ooh, a lot of failures, but they're <laughs> small, you know, they're small and some larger, but, you know, the first one that it comes to my mind was, I think it was 2019, okay. living in LA yeah. and just we're at that point where we're starting to pick up some steam and really growing. And during that inflection point, you're trying to figure out how many people you can afford to bring on while still serving your clients. It's like this, you know, game of tug of war. 
And, you know, I remember being in a situation where it was like, man, I don't know how we're going to cover payroll. I don't know how, you know, we're going to be able to continue to serve our clients the way we are, you know, when I'm being pulled in so many different directions. And I remember, you know, just feeling so, you know, uncomfortable. You know, I remember going to dinner with my, my then girlfriend, who's now my wife, um, and being like, am I going to be able to, you know, afford this dinner here? <laughs> like yeah. we've got, we've got some, you know, a lot of money going out. We've got some money coming in. We've got a lot of money going out as we're growing. And I think that's a conversation that is not had a lot among entrepreneurs is there's a lot of these lonely times, you know, staring at the walls while you're sleeping, yeah. you know, trying to figure things out and navigating through the difficult times. I think what separates a average entrepreneur from one that's successful is they just don't stop, right? Yeah. That's the only thing. And it's, it's so funny because a lot of entrepreneurs will say, well, it's, you got to have a good business idea. You've got to have a good, you know, product you've have, you know, all yeah. you have to have capital, but the reality is it's the ones that just don't stop when there's adversity that end up coming out on top and, and building something pretty special. I think to that point as well, that's where you see a lot of people, I speak for myself as well, like this is where I want to grow this to the point that this is my full-time podcasting and doing other yeah. things. But it's also one of those that I continuously am building, but I still have my other full-time job because it's that steady money coming in. But I think that's yeah. it's where we see a lot of people who tag it, you know, the side hustle that they do have full-time jobs and they are able to do their dreams and passions and keep growing them until they can get to the point of doing it full-time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a big thing too, is, you know, people think that they have to jump all in really quickly. Yeah. I think the best thing that you can do is, you know, focus on that side hustle. I, I kind of look at it as blocking off your day with your nine to five and then, you know, taking maybe an hour break and then starting your second job at six o'clock, which is your side hustle or your passion project or something that eventually you want to make full time. Yep. And it's going to require a lot of hours. I mean, I think some people underestimate, you know, how much time goes into it. I mean, there's that, you know, famous saying, you've got to put 10,000 hours into something that, uh, is substantial that is actually going to impact and and you know improve your life and so I think um, you know being able to you know have some you know just general understanding that it's going to take time um, but just knowing that you're pushing towards a goal and 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 even setting very specific goals like you know I think you were mentioning like hey, by the year end, I want this to be my full-time job and write it down yep. and every single day, refer back to it. Like people underestimate how important it is just to write things down and, yeah. and it starts to become ingrained yeah. in your head of like what needs to be done to get there. It's so funny because you just described my absolute, like my schedule of every single day. Uh, my family's <laughs> like, she's going to go to work and then she's going to go work some more. And I'm like, it's exactly what I do. I, I'm able to... I, I do the dinner break and then go and, you know, edit videos or make sure that stuff is, thank God we're able to schedule things out now in platforms, but <laughs> yeah. go and schedule content out. And so uh, it's exactly, it, you just have to make the time. It's, I think people are like, oh, I don't have the time. Like you absolutely have the time to do it. Uh, do. You just have to absolutely love it so much that you know, you can make the time to do it. Yeah. And clearly you've sacrificed too. I mean, that's what it is. 
got to sacrifice. And sometimes it's hard for people to do. They're like, well, I want to spend time on the weekends going out and partying, or I want to go on this trip, or I want to, you know, buy this new car, this, these new shoes, or like, there's so many external factors, but really, you know, the toughest part is pushing that aside and focusing in and being almost tunnel vision of like what you want, because you can get there quicker if you do put in the hours. You really can, um, but everything good takes time. Absolutely. I uh, would love to pick your brain on just some pieces of advice that you would give people mainly just wanting to come and work in the agency of the world. Agency world is much different from in-house, but what what would be some pieces of advice that you give people? Focus in on you know, how can you serve a client? Cause I think the, yeah. you know, you create, think about just creating a business first, but the real question should be, how can I provide really great value and truly serve the clients that you work for? Right. If you have that to the core, everything else kind of falls into place, right? If the, if the motivation is I want to build a business because I want to make a lot of money and I want to do this then you're already starting off, especially in this industry, which is a service business, you're starting off in in a different path, right? And for me, it was, I want to help as many businesses grow. I want to hire as many people as I can so they can focus in on their superpowers. Like that, even though it sounds like a very simple, you know, uh, uh, non-complex goal, it's what's built the foundation for where we are today, which is we're very client centric. We want our clients to stay with us for the long term. We want to be with them through every inflection point of their growth. Yeah. And in doing that, you have to offer up a great product, a great service, good people that really, really care. So if you're somebody that wants to get into the agency space, yeah. start there. And I promise you everything else will, will fall into place. I love that. I, it makes me smile every time you say superpowers too, because I'm like, I just love that. I mean, each person is different. They Each person has their own superpower. So I just smile every time you point that out. <laughs> it's a good one. It's, it it's one I've taken for a while. It's like, everybody's got it. Just got to yeah. figure out what it is. I love it. I love it. Where do you find creativity in this big world that you work in? Ooh, you know what? It's outside of even the business stuff. It's it's going on trips. You know, I always say that I'm more calculated now around what I say yes to in business yeah. stuff so I can make some more time for saying yes to adventures, saying yes to travel, saying yes to new experiences, you know, because I think ultimately it's so underestimated, but it's it builds your worldview, right? More experience just adds to the more you can really bring back into the world, right? So I I always try to make more time for, you know, you know, those experiences, frankly. Yeah. Um, for me, it's as simple as also just breaking away during a lunch break and saying, yeah. I'm going to go play my piano or I'm going to go outside. Yeah. Um, you know, having those outlets, I think just, you know, fuel the soul and keep you, you know, excited about life. Yeah. I think, you know, you, you've got to find time to do it. So that, that's what it is for me. I've hinted at a few things that are happening so far and uh, upcoming in 2023, but what are you looking forward to for this year with Rossman Media? Well, right now, my, you know, we talk about being head down, tunnel vision. Um, I'm focused on this third acquisition. I think it's going to be just really exciting for the company to be able to expand out its capabilities, as we yeah. talked about. 
bring on some more very creative, very awesome people um, and be able to serve more clients ultimately. So that's definitely what I'm focused on right now. I think as a year end goal, you know, we're always looking at, you know, building, you know, more creative ways to serve our clients and, um, you know, bring on bigger and better clients that we, we actually genuinely want to support. I think one initiative that we've really focused on is being selective with who we work with, right? We don't work with everybody. Like we're probably the first agency to say like, no more than we say yes. And it's not, yeah, it's not because we, you know, are trying to be an asshole. Like we're just, we want to work with people that we genuinely believe in. We believe in their product. They have a mission, they have a sustainable vision and they really want to do good for the world. I mean, that's ultimately, you know, the type of clients we want to attract. So that's kind of bigger vision. I, I always appreciate the saying no to protect your yes kind of thing. It's it's what you believe in and it's what uh, what you're really passionate about and what your team is passionate about. And those are the important things to kind of make sure that you're aligning with as well. So um, say that again. So it was saying, saying no so you can protect your yes. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Okay. <laughs> I steal that one too. <laughs> I like that. I'll type them all out for you and just keep. Yeah, saying. I need these. <laughs> I need these in my arsenal. <laughs> uh, but I think it's I think it's powerful because I I I've kind of I've always been the yes man and so um I've been learning that slowly to him like I need to say no sometimes so I can protect my yes and kind of put my focus where I want to put my focus um so I think it's I think it's take a granted for for sure. I I love that. My last question for you Alex is just what inspires you? Ooh. You know I could get really woo woo with this one. Um, you know, I'm going to say life inspires me. And, and I know that's so vague, but, you know, every day is so new, you know, yeah. as much as you want to calculate everything, you just don't know what, what today's going to bring. Yeah. And so I think going into every single day with a very open mind yep. and just willing to take on whatever comes your way, whether it's good, whether it's bad, you know, life is a very, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I, it definitely inspires me. I love that. Um, it's, it's taken one day at a time and seeing what the day brings you is, is, uh, always what I wake up with a, try to wake up with a positive attitude, just getting ready for, uh, for what the day hands me. Um, I think it's important, but for sure. It's a good question. Thank you. I always, it's yeah. sometimes it's a hard hitter for people. They expect it and they have an answer for it or they have no idea and it stumps them. Uh, so it's always <laughs> an interesting question to end the, uh, end the interview with. Yeah. There's a lot of inspiring things, but you know, yeah. kept yeah. it pretty broad there, but I yeah. Love it. Hey, um, but Alex, I just appreciate you uh, taking the time and talking with me today Thank and uh, looking forward to see more of what Rossman Media does this year. Thanks, Danielle. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And as always, I will see you guys back here next time. Bye, y'all.